All right, welcome back, Teach Better family. We are here for the Avon Mastermind Recap. I've got the phenomenal Chad Ostrowski with me as we're going to be discussing a really quality conversation this morning, Chad. We had a pretty large group, and man, I, I loved not only seeing everyone, but just also the the think tank and the resources provided this morning as we we're really trying to talk through staff management and how the workload, especially in the spring, <laughs> is feeling pretty heavy on folks. A lot of teachers are stressed and, and sharing that with their admin. And so really it was about kind of assessing their campus, their teachers, and maybe this will, this will be our starting point as far as like how, as an admin, do we assist our teachers or identify the signs for the personal overwhelm of our staff? And Chad, will you just kind of share, you know, what people shared out in, in regards to trying to assess what's going on with their teachers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think this was a great conversation. I think it was also showing how responsive this group can be to the needs of the individuals in it. Um, I think a lot of administrators right now are going, I can't push anything on my staff because they're just so stressed out. Or I can't do one more thing because they're at their wits end or they're burnt out. Yep. And those are all like very real concerns that I think a lot of administrators have. However, even on the team, we see over and over again that when the work has meaning, when expectations are clearly uh, articulated, when there's support for the work and time given to do the work, things can still move forward, even in these difficult times before testing and in the home stretch of the year kind of moments of the um, you can still make gains. You can still mm -hmm. improve practice. And I, I think what a lot of people articulated was it comes down to knowing your staff. Yep. It comes down to having those conversations. I think one of the big takeaways I had, at least in terms of knowing your staff, was everyone that had a suggestion, it evoked a time where they could talk to individual staff members or small groups of staff members in a non-formal way. Yep. So it, it's very unlikely that if your staff is stressed, that they're going to ra all raise their hand and say, we're stressed because of these five things in a, in a in an after school meeting or a morning meeting that you're having with them. And, and whether it's a coffee bar or a hot cocoa bar or like uh, just stopping in in their room and checking in on them, um, I think it's those individual interactions that really pay you back the most as a leader and give you a pulse of, of kind of how your building's doing and how your pieces and parts of your team are doing. One of the things that I always suggest is asking a simple question. Is there mm -hmm. anything I'm not doing that I can do to improve your situation or make your life easier? Or is there anything that I'm doing that I can do better to improve your situation? Um, because when you approach situations where you're evoking people to help you, they are more open to responding honestly because people want to help inherently. So um, those are just some of the primary things we talked about, about just like knowing your staff. And I think that was sort of like the baseline for the remainder of the conversation. Because yep. once you know what the stressors are and know the level of burnout, then the conversation moves to what do we do about it? How do we move forward now that we have this knowledge? Yep. And I loved the component, like you said, being visible, having those one-on-one -on -one conversations. Another resource that was provided was this book here, How to Know a Person, The Art of Seeing Others Deeply and Being Deeply Seen. I think that's a wonderful title and, and resource for those who are looking for strategies to 
you know, have those conversations like you were talking about as far as being informal, but also allowing them to know that, hey, I'm here to help you, to help you grow, uh, to take things potentially off of your plate. Um, and that kind of went through, like you said, that was our baseline, but that went to the next component, which was like, what steps do you take to understand the key triggers that are for the teachers, right? Because right now, and I think someone gave a great example is like, you know, they, they see lesson plans or a unit or an initiative and they have as a collective whole, like saying, oh, I, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, which is phenomenal. And then they get really stressed out about the expectations that they put on themselves. So, you know, like as admin, what can we do to help support them? Yeah, a lot of the stress that teachers feel tends to be self-induced. I'm not yep. saying that there's no external stress. Don't come after me, okay? <laughs> I, I fully understand <laughs> on a personal level the level of stress that teaching can provide uh, an individual. Yes. But as teachers, we're perfectionists. We want to go to the bat for our kids every single day. Mm -hmm. So when things are not working or when we're getting stressed out or we're trying to pour from an empty cup, we feel that like in our souls as educators. So when uh, one of the things I often tell administrators is not to create a villain. Yep. And, you know, when we give names to things or make the, th the name the thing we're worried about, um, I, it never works out really well. You know, we work with schools on something called the grid method all the time. Um, it's one of the primary things we work on. We do a lot of things, but that's sort of like what started the Teach Better team. That's what we, that's like kind of our Big Mac, so to speak, uh, on our menu. And to steal a Jeff Gargis uh, uh, metaphor. But, I thought you um, were the Big Mac, Chad. <laughs> I, um, I hope, hopefully I've become a smaller Mac over the next few months, you know, <laughs> get my run. But um, um See, now, now, now I'm derailing my own train of thought here. So it, you don't want to create the villain. So if you tell everybody we have to do the grid method, and if you don't do the grid method, you're doing it wrong. Or we have to do standards-based grading, and if you don't do standards-based grading, you're wrong. Or we have to do fill-in-the-blank here, leader in me, SEL, like trauma-informed, uh, assessment design. Like if you make it about the thing, you're creating a villain. You're creating something for everyone to point to and go, that's not one more thing I'm willing to do because that's one more thing that I didn't have in my vernacular before. However, if you want to improve staff outcomes and execution and, and, and improve staff practice, you can't just sit back and go, okay, I won't do anything. Like oftentimes uh, administrators, will go, they'll pull their feet off the pedals or the, the, the gas way too fast. They'll go, nope, not doing anything. And then you get stagnation and you have to start all the work over the next year. So you're in this perpetual cycle of you start strong, you take your foot off the gas and then it goes down. And then you have to start over again. And it's just like this continual like roller coaster of progress and then faltering back to where you were before. Well, <clears throat> if you create foundational practices you want to work towards as a building, as a grade level, as a school district, you can now attack those with trainings and tools and strategies, but they're always tied back to the fundamental focus of your school or building. So I often say, and when the team's working with a school or a district, what are three to five things you want to see in every single classroom? What are three to five things that should be expected to be happening 
every classroom, every kid, every day, all the time, right? Um, if you can kind of mentally go, if we can expect these things, we're going to be okay. What are those five things for you? What are those three things for you? Now, when you go, I'm going to show you how to do the grid method, which is going to help all five of these things or four of these things. Or we're going to do standards-based grading, but this is really focused on clear communication and feedback for student learning. No one will disagree that students should be able to work at their own pace to, to maximize efficiency. No one's going to disagree that grades should reflect mastery of student learning. Those are foundational concepts that no one will fight you on. They will fight you on, you have to do standards-based grading tomorrow. You have to do the grid method or you're wrong. So there's a stark difference in how you're communicating and approaching these things. One of them gets you progress. The other one gets you a war with your staff and where they fight you and you lose every time. Because if they're not bought in, right, that you're going to lose that battle every time. Yeah, I thought that whole idea of the villain is so key, Chad. Uh, I've seen it firsthand um, from the initiative <laughs> <laughs> plenty of times, right? As we're working with schools um, where now we're having to come in and combat that component of trying to dispel the villain versus like the villain shouldn't have been created in the first place. And I've literally had conversations with teachers that are like, I'm not doing the grid method. And I talked to them about their classroom. Like you're doing 80% of it now. Right. Like, like, well, there's nothing about this you disagree with. You just don't like yeah. the thing that you have to do that you were told. Yep. Like, so now it's a communication problem, not a practice or a training problem. It's a, it's a, I don't like the thing because it's the one more thing mm -hmm. versus we're doing the thing. We're doing the name of the thing to help us with our foundational goals, three to five things. Like yep. if I, if any administrator I talk to can't name three things they want to see in every classroom, like that's where we have to start. That's yeah. where we have to start. Because if you're not starting there, like you're just shooting in the dark and it's going to become about the last training you attended until you get a new one. And then it's going to come about that train. Right. So yeah. you have to show the teachers, the forest instead of the trees. No, I love it. And that kind of went into our next topic, which was prioritizing tasks yeah. and managing the workload. But then also, I thought this was kind of an eye-opening stat that several people had talked about was just the lifespan of an admin being much shorter than the lifespan of the implementation of, mm -hmm. you know, some type of initiative. And so, you know, as we know, <clears throat> admin usually lasts in a building about three to five years and initiatives in education typically go longer than that. So, you know, for us, we need to make sure that, you know, we're guiding our teachers and, and making that as easy as possible for them to, you know, take it into their classroom. And so will you just kind of share as far as some of the, the ideas and topics that were brought up as far as guiding teachers in regards to looking at their tasks and, and managing the workload? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the main things we do with <clears throat> schools and districts is strategic planning to make sure things are successful. Yep. So, so, if you're an administrator saying everybody has to do this thing this year, everyone might not be ready for this thing this year. Um, okay. Some people might be three steps behind that. Some people might be two steps ahead of that. So a lot of times we'll do what we're called differentiated PD or tiered strategic development, where we'll create a progression of tiers of training and work that staff can focus on. For example, if you want your staff to do standards-based grading, that might be your third tier. 
But if they don't know how to assess, you might have to do an assessment training before they can do the standards-based grading training. Or if you don't understand depth of knowledge or how to unpack standards in the first place or prioritize standards, you might create a whole tier where staff just sit and focus on that part for a whole year. And everyone doesn't need the same thing, just like students don't all need the same thing. But for, for whatever reason, we think adults just magically transition past needing differentiated learning like i don't really understand but any administrator knows who are your rock stars that are ready for the next step who are your staff that maybe need a little more support and who are right where they're kind of supposed to be that can kind of slowly work where they need to go and what is the work that needs to happen in both all of those phases so i think prioritizing it for them or with them can be really really important and then you can go listen in three years, you're going to get to standards-based grading. But right now, I really just need you to focus on this one part. It's small, it's manageable, and it meets them where they're at and where their need is. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is make sure they understand what they don't need to stress out about. So many times staff are stressing out about things and then the admin comes up and goes, I don't know why they're stressed about this. I've never told them to stress out about this. But so they're, they're self-inflicting this stress. Um, and absolutely, everything is not a crisis. Um, and it's one of those things where you as the admin, A, can shield them from a lot of stress, but also take things off their plate. Say, I'm shelving this. I just need you to worry about X, Y, and Z for right now. We can worry about that next quarter or next semester or, or, or what have you. Be the umbrella or the shield for your staff between the district and the classroom where I know the district wants to do this. We're going to get there, but I've taken care of the first steps for everyone. Um, and now you can focus on our current task, right? So I think there's a lot of things you can do to help prioritize. And I think that comes in twofold, as I've said. The first part is prioritize what they do need to focus on and give them an area to grow in as an individual, um, yeah. or at least in a smaller way, a smaller group. And then tell them what not to worry about. Give them permission to struggle, to fail, to not have something done um, perfectly. And let build the culture of failing beautifully, is what I call it, where I want any team or any group of teachers be willing to struggle through a lesson, be willing to completely fail at a new idea, be willing to go, I did that and it was horrible, um, here's why. Because that's where growth happens. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not failing beautifully, you're not growing. If you're never failing, you're never growing. So like, that's an important part of any culture for a classroom or a school or a district. Yeah. So Chad, I'm going to throw up another resource that someone threw out as far as a book. It's cracking the coaching code. And although it's, an, you know, comes from the lens of athletics, it is also talking about how to manage stress and to work as a team. And a lot of components that they were talking about would be wonderful in regards to administration. A lot of times we don't get any type of training in regards to this. It's kind of trial by fire for a lot of admin. And so um, if you look for a resource, this was one that was discussed by actually multiple administrators this morning in regards to them reading it and finding value from that. So um, I always love giving resources. So cracking the coaching code. 
I also think you're hitting on a point, and we talked a little bit about this between us after mm-hmm. after after the mastermind. But you do a ton of work with your Aspire to Lead program, um, yep. and I think a lot of the the deficit we see in administrative performance is due to lack of proper preparation. Um, so I think it's making sure that we're setting admin up for success whether they're assistant principals, principals, or even higher up on the administrative chain um, within a district, I think a lot of it comes down to like, do you have a a proper internal system in place to grow and curate high quality leaders that can do this work? Now we're lucky. We get to work with amazing leaders in our mastermind every single week. And they still struggle and we struggle yeah. together and it's an amazing thing. So if you take leaders that are not well prepared, right, um, you're setting them up for double failure because A, they're going to be stressed out and burnt out and dealing with the staff that's stressed out and burnt out. And that's never going to be a, a good equation. That's why I love when we can work with districts to, to help them set up those programs and put those things in place. So that now you're also saving human capital cost by reducing salaries because you're promoting from within. You don't have to have exhaustive searches. You can fill roles for admin and have continuity of culture. Like there's so many benefits to just, and I know I'm looking at a thousand foot view here to like a a, a smaller problem, but I didn't think you would mind. But like, I think that's a key component of of the big problem here of like lack of preparation for administrators but that's we're putting a program in place whether it's internally or you bring someone like the team in to help you put a program like that in place that can really really reduce these long-term effects so because now your administrators know how to deal with those things but instead of being thrown into the deep end and hoping they can swim well i think that goes to the lifespan of the average administrator right so Absolutely. If if there's not preparation there and they are struggling and they're stressed and they're burnt out immediately, that that's going to decrease the life that they're in that building or within your district. So to set them up for success right away is extremely important. So, yeah, obviously, that's a huge passion of mine and with the Teach Better team. So I didn't think you'd mind expanding (laughs) on it a bit. I didn't (laughs) know. I could go on for much longer than this. For multiple days. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So. If you need support in anything that we're talking about, uh, Chad, myself, and the Teach Better team is here for you. Um, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're not a part of the mastermind, join us, please. Every Tuesday morning, this group is phenomenal. They're they're not perfect. They're struggling through things just like everybody else. And that's what I love about this group is that they're providing resources, their experiences, their failures, their success. And it's an open space for communication and, and for us to be better every single day. So you can go to teachbetter.com slash mastermind to join us. Obviously, we've also got a Facebook group too that is in collaboration with the things that we do on Tuesday. So, you know, for instance, if you can't join us on the, that Tuesday morning, you can still reach out to everybody in the mastermind to get resources, to get help, assistance, or maybe you're finding something that is amazing. You want to share that out with the group. So head over to facebook.com slash groups slash teach better admin mastermind. It's a long link, but I promise you it's going to be a group that you find value in. And I find value in meeting with Chad and having him a part of the mastermind. And I just appreciate you buddy so much for joining this Tuesday morning and, and coming on the recap. Right back at you, man. One of the first, one of the biggest things I hear administrators say is they feel alone. Yeah. Because it can be a lonely job. 
And I'm going to tell everyone listening right now that it doesn't have to be because every single admin that joins this group is not alone any longer. They have a team, they have a group, they can email us and we can talk about their problems. They can bring them up in person. You don't have to do this alone. And that's what I love about every time I get to join you guys. So, All right, man. Well, I appreciate everyone that's watching and hopefully we will see you next Tuesday. Thank you.